welcome to the She Will Shine podcast, where we bring you the real stories of female business owners. My name is Danielle Price and I'm the founder of She Will Shine, a supportive business network for women. It's time to give a voice to women in business and discover their journey. Hi and welcome to the She Will Shine podcast. Today I have the absolute pleasure of speaking to Angelique Pizzeridis. Hi Ange. I love how you get my name right every time. <laughs> I a good effort. I love it. <laughs> Thanks for having me. It's Thank always exciting to come here and yeah, catch up with you. Thank you. Always a pleasure. Um, Ange has a really interesting story to share and um, I really am excited to bring it to you. Every, every story that I bring has their own different element like even though we're all women in business and we all have similar challenges that we're faced with today it's the backstory I think that really um, sheds a different light on who we are and why we do what we do and we've all got a backstory exactly in my case it's really really back yeah <laughs> that's right we've got heaps of time <laughs> we can edit <laughs> so I just want to start off Ange yep. um, let's go back kind of high school yeah Yep. What did you want to do when you left high school? So I left, uh, finished year 12 and I wanted to do teaching. I've always wanted to do teaching. I did all my work experience in kindergartens. Um, in year 12, I took a subject at the Melbourne Zoo. Uh, one day a week I'd work out at the um, Melbourne Zoo School and did cross-age tutoring where I worked with kids that came into the zoo to learn about animals and their environment. So it's something I had um, a strong passion to do. Um, I was lucky enough to get into uni to study teaching. But after about six months, I piked out because all my friends were working and they were making money and I wasn't. Um, and really dumb decision. I just walked away from it and got myself a job. Um, but, you know, that was some, you know, 30 odd years ago. And there was always still something there for me. Um, I love the idea of being around kids and helping kids, um, educating them. Um, it sort of led me to do my personal training course so I could work with kids in sport. Um, and then a year and a half ago, I decided to do my integration aid certificate via correspondence so I can get into the schools and help oh, the schools. So yeah. I finished that um, last year. Yeah. Um, I'm not teaching, um, but I got a lot out of the course. Um, it was something I, I love doing, I love learning about. Um, so yeah, and I think that the love of wanting to help not only just kids, but the ha- helping somebody and educating somebody is what's brought me to yep. even have my own business in terms where I know that I can help somebody and educate somebody um, with my knowledge so they can do better yep. in their lives. And also, I know you quite well, and family is very important to you Absolutely. and children very important yeah, to you. So it yeah. sort of carries through all these years. It does, yeah. And for me, you know, um, spending time with my, you know, my niece, my nephews, my cousins, um, and helping them along the way, you know, just watching, you know, and having a big interest in what they do as well. Um, and I just find that that thing is always there and you know maybe next year or the year after I might get into teaching or you know going to a school and help but I feel like I did the course um, I got it out of my system yeah um, it's there but right now I'm just concentrating on on this part of my yeah you know the business is this part of my life yeah, so awesome. from teaching you didn't yep. you left the course six months the in course. and then what did you do yep. um, I did a couple of small jobs you know in, in law and all different areas legal areas and then I landed myself the perfect job in the my buying office oh my gosh you were buying things everybody for wanted to be and it was amazing <laughs> we were right in the middle of the city corner of Swanson and Burke so we were smack bang in the middle of the city um, and I was working in the sporting goods department. So at the time I was an admin assistant, so I was basically um, doing the ranges, which we did you know, by hand then, and I was helping the buyer with little bits and pieces. Um, then I moved into the toy department, and so um, that role became a buyer's assistant role eventually, up to the 12 years. 
um, where I worked um, with range selection, would visit suppliers um, to, to, to choose, pick and choose um, product. I worked with, um, I think they had like 71 stores then, so I was the liaison for the stores. Um, we did range distribution. Um, a key part of my role was um, the marketing part of the role. So back in the day when I was in toys, we had the toy catalogue, which came out twice a year. I still love that toy catalogue. And it was like a big deal, it was like a 40 page, it was almost like a coffee table yep. book. Um, so part of my role was to coordinate all that product, brief it to the ad agencies, um, and then bring in all the stock, make sure the stock was in, in the stores. And then once it was in store, then analyze sales and all the rest of it. So that was an amazing part of the role. And yeah, it was just um, really, it was like, heaven on earth being in that role. Um, so it was all on the job training and experience? All on the job training. Yeah. I hadn't studied anything in uni or anything like that. So it was basically just working my way up. Um, I worked with an amazing team, you know, friends that I still have to today. Isn't um, it interesting? Had, the people you work with yeah, make such a difference. Such in a doing. difference. And yeah. it's been through my entire career. It's the people that I've worked with have driven me and it's, you know, I, I love that and I love seeing, I, I want that to be part of my like my teaching as well in what I do to my to my daughter. Like, you know, that if you work with good people and you're around good people, good things will come to you. Yeah. So um, it was just, you know, we would ride around in little cars in the lifts. You know, we had the little ride on cars and my friend and I would get in the lift and ride up and down and we just had so much fun. And to me, having fun at work is key, you know, and I had 12 years of that and every moment was amazing. Um, and then from there, I was offered a role in wholesale. So I went okay. to the other side. Yeah. Yeah. So what was happening, so that's what happened career-wise, what was happening yeah. personal-wise? Personal-wise, in that time, um, halfway through there, I, I, I got married. I was only 23 years old. Quite young, yeah. Quite young, um, and it turned out to be a very toxic marriage. Um, I endured right. verbal and emotional abuse. And my safe haven was, was work. So I'd get up in the morning um, feeling battered and beaten, and I would get to work and my whole life would change. Yeah, that was your brighten safe up. space. Yeah. My safe space, the, the friends that I made there, we had a little group of us who we called the Seinfeld group back then. We'd sit in this little Sublaki bar at lunchtime and I had a little booth and we talked about me being on the bench one day because my two friends were divorced and they were on the bench. Um, and it became a bit of a joke, but it was also safe for me. Yeah. Um, and my managers were very supportive of me. Um, and I used to watch the clock and I'd go, my gosh, it's quarter to five, you know, five o'clock. That's it, you know, and I'd, I'd get back in the train and I'd go back and it was just from a high this high yeah. in the office. The to dread that would come. The dread, yeah. yeah. Um, so that was, you know, it was a very difficult time. Yeah. Um, but again, the people that I worked with survived me. Um, my family were amazing and are amazing. Um, but, you know, when you're with, you're working with people for, you know, nine, you know, eight, nine hours a day, um, for them to be able to, you know, to help me survive um, and I... I truly love what I was doing yeah. and I think that was key. You yeah. know, if I was in a job that I, I got there and I hated and, you know, I just dreaded, I think my, I, I don't even know where my life would yeah. be right now, but because I loved it. The joy that, that, that those yeah. eight hours yeah. brought you every day. It just, day. you know, yeah. cancelled out all the crap that I was going back home to, yeah. you know, so, um, yeah, so anyway, that marriage ended. Um, I did end up on the bench with my friends, <laughs> which is still a joke to now, but, yeah. um, you know, it's a good bench. Um, and then from then, I basically, I was, I think, 27, 28. And that's when my life turned around and um, things just got better. Yeah. You know? And I think that's when I started living my life. Um, you know, it, it just, everything turned around. And from that point, I became more of a an independent, positive person. Yeah, yeah. which is it's really interesting to say, because I think those two words, 
come to mind when I think of you. Okay. Yeah, oh, so it's really you. interesting that those are the two yeah. words that you were And I was used. never like that. I was always introverted. I was always um, not very confident. Um, you know, I was the dag at school. I was the dork. I was in the daggy group. You know, I was never cool. You know, um, I had a fantastic family home and family life. But when it came to friendships, I didn't go out and do stuff. So I just didn't have that confidence. Whereas after, you know, that terrible relationship, um, I had something to start living yeah. for. And it was only when somebody said to me, a very close friend said to me one day when I was at rock bottom, that's it you have to change something. And the minute she said, you have to change something, I took that responsibility off everybody else and I made it my own and it just all changed. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, turning yeah. point. Huge. Yeah. Huge, yeah. Okay, so now let's go back to, you know, professional-wise. Yep. You went yep. into wholesale. Went into wholesale, so I got, an offer to, I got an offer to roll from one of my suppliers to yep. come across to the other side. Um, and I hesitated at first because I was very happy in my role. But it turned out to be a great, um, a great choice. So I went across there. Um, so that was sporting goods, is yeah, that correct? Yes, so that was sporting goods and yeah. toys. So that was with Trade Scene at the toys. time. Toys were following toys you. again, they were, yeah, but it was predominantly sporting goods yeah. in this business. Um, was there for a few years and then went from there. A role, a role came up at Playcorp, which was in sporting goods again. So I went across to Playcorp and I worked there. Um, amazing job, amazing people, um, fantastic friendships, you know, super awesome social life. Um, it was just fantastic. Um, and then I left from there to go to another wholesaler. Yeah. Um, I went to Hunter Toys. But each time I was offered that role, um, and it was always, it took me out of my comfort zone every time because I was always happy in my job. So why, did, so why did you look elsewhere? I didn't. People, ca I, I oh, was asked. I was, okay. was hand-hunted across. So yeah. basically a supply or, you know, because the toy and the sporting group industry is very close. Um, we'd go to all the toy fairs. We'd go to all the toy events, you know, and everybody knew everybody. You know, whilst it was competitive, everybody still knew everyone. And so I'd get the taps on the shoulders and, you know, and you come across, no, no. But, you know, when you're happy in your job, yeah. you don't want to move. You know, and we work with really cool people um, and they're all nice and close. Um, but I just something told me to move you know and each time I moved and I kept the friendships and I moved and when I got to Hunters it was like wow this is really cool yeah you know um and that was like for me that I stayed there the longest time and just my growth in terms of um in my knowledge and and it was just phenomenal you know so I it taught me a lesson that you have to move out of your comfort zone because nothing really changes much um it might change but not on that you know, escalated sort yeah. of, yeah. So. Development level. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And I started sort of admin. By the time I'd finished, I was um, basically um, managing and recruiting all our staff. I was all over um, product development. I was working with suppliers. Um, I was working in um, R&D, so I was working with our designers. I was also the logistics manager. So, so my job was very varied. Yeah. Um, it so was, did they ask you to step into those roles or did you kind of... It just, just became of, that role. Okay. Once yep. I got my own little office, you yep. know, in about I three, four weeks, I <laughs> it just became Ange, 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 yeah. Ange. And it was always an open door if there was stuff, you know, even when I was recruiting staff, you know, all of a sudden I was recruiting our account staff and our admin staff and our design staff and me, I've never recruited anyone, but it just became my role. And Did you like that? Did you like the variety? I loved it. I loved it. I thrived on it. I worked so hard. You know, every day was just full on jam packed and I loved it. And it was, I look at it now and I say, how did I possibly do, how did I churn out so much work and be cool about it every day, go in and love it. Do you, you know? think you carried that through 
because of your experience at Maya, because how how important that experience was for you. Yeah. Because what was going on personally, you really needed that that nine Absolutely. eight or nine hours to be so good. Yeah. And I think for me, I've always had really good managers yeah. and I've worked with really good people. So my managers at Maya were amazing. We had such a fun team. I went into, you know, the other couple of wholesale groups, um, you know, at Playcourt, you know, my manager then is still one of my best friends, you know, he's like my big brother. Um, but you know, all these people I looked up to, there was always conversation, there was always a safeness about it, you know, and when, he, when I went to Hunter, it was the same sort of thing. And for me, I've always looked up at these people and I've looked up and, I've, and I know how some people, they, it, work does drain them and their managers drain them. And, and I didn't have that and it was so important, you know, and even when I was at Hunter's, I had, um, I'd met my husband, Mark, and there was a lot going on on the home front, you know, it wasn't good. And I would go in and whilst I, you know, I'd sort of leave home in the morning, I was a bit flat, I'd go in and these people were so supportive, you know, and again, it was that same situation where they, they carried me, I thrived on the work, I'd just work, I'd focus on it, you know, and that's what being a good manager is about. You know, it's also respecting that you have got a life outside of work and they were all very flexible. If you need to do this, you need to do that, you know, and. For me, I look at that and I take that into my work now. Yeah. You know, I take that into, I do what I do so I can help other people manage their socials. Yeah. So then they have more ease at work yeah. to be able to be good people and, and not have that HF of, you know, there's so much yeah. going on yeah. or, you know. And I just think, you know, if there's one thing in business that as a manager we can do is yeah. to really um, protect, you know, our employees or, Make them count because yeah. when you make them count, you, you belong. Like, and, yeah. I, and that's what I always wanted. I wanted these, you know, and I look at hunters and I say, you know, we had account staff, we had design staff, we had sales manager had been in the job forever, but it was really important that they all belonged and it was so inclusive yeah. that everybody, regardless of what job they did, we all mattered. Yeah. Without one, the, the job, you know, work wouldn't work, right? So for me, it was important that the girl in accounts felt just as important as the sales guys. Yeah and you know as whoever it was and i just think that that inclusiveness yeah. and and that belonging yeah. makes the difference and for each know. of those individual pe people their own self-worth yeah is through the roof it's because stand, of it's that. a standout yeah. yeah it is and and they appreciate it like yeah. you know to have people come in and say you know over the time you know that they love being there and you know they almost feel like the way i feel in my job like awesome yeah you know like awesome there you know everybody deserves that opportunity yeah. and like i said earlier we don't all have the opportunity and there are a lot of people that are doing what they don't like doing because that their circumstance or they don't have an option but also self-worth we talked about self-worth yeah. before yeah. their self-worth they think that that's all they deserve as that's well right. yeah. yeah but you know there's so much more and you know if you have the opportunity to change what you're doing go and change it you know and be happy yeah. we, we're all going to work forever you know be happy and do something that you love doing and it doesn't mean that you've been doing it for 20 years and it's the right thing change it up yeah. maybe it's something else is calling you you know yeah. just go and do it but um i just think if you don't feel like you belong in your job then you probably don't yeah so yeah, yeah. so you talked about changing things up yep so then you changed things up a little bit and started personal training i did yeah, yeah. so did you, what was the kind of feeling with that so the PT thing was more like I said earlier about um, wanting to work with kids. So I said, if I go into my PT course, I can go into a secondary course where I can help children get out and about and do things. Um, so I started PT 
Um, I didn't end up doing working with the kids because then things just changed as it went. But um, that came after um, that big breakup when I became a newer person. And all of a sudden, I had a completely different outlook on well-being, on my own health, on my own sanity. Um, and I loved it. I just loved the idea of learning. Obviously, my PT course, I went and you know, studied and things that I hated back at school. Like I hated science, but I learned all about anatomy and all this sort of stuff. And it was like a completely new world that opened up to me wow. that, wow, how important is it to look after this? You know, yeah. um, this is our responsibility. No one else is going to fix it or do anything to it. And it just became this driving force that you need to get out there and you need to get your body right and your head right, you know. And that's when that all started changing. And yeah. it was like I went into great jobs. I went, you know, I had a, a new perspective. Um, and, yeah, it's something that's just till this day, like, you know, when I, before I did my PT, I'd never done a single day sport outside of what I did in sport in my life. I wasn't. I didn't do netball, do anything. Yeah. We weren't encouraged really yeah. as kids. And then after that, I just became, you know, I loved running. I loved, you know, riding. I loved, you know. Um, this newfound it was, love. Yeah. yeah, but it was more also about I started looking at ways to change my health. Yeah. Because when I went through that toxic uh, marriage, my health disintegrated. My immune, system, my immune system shut down. I was so close to, you know, I ended up with glandular fever and the whole thing. And um, I wasn't doing anything to fix it you know, bar sooking and, yeah. you know, so then I realised, oh my gosh, like, you know, pick yourself up. Yeah. And after I did all that training and all that study, I realised how important, you know, what we put in. Yeah. Um, so this was know. at the same time as Hunter or was this after Hunter? So I did training before Hunter, but I worked as a PT okay. after after yeah. hours. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so at the same time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I worked um, as a PT. So some of that time I worked... <laughs> quite ironically, in a fish and chip shops one night and as a PT the other night. <laughs> so <laughs> it was about balance. It was. It was quite funny. It was a bit of a joke. But um, I just, you know, um, uh, at the time, you know, I, I didn't have a partner, didn't have children. So for me it was just, again, I had really good friendships in yeah. PT, really good friendships at the shop. So, But you've obviously had very good examples, like obviously through family, of hardworking yeah. people. Yeah. Seeing, yeah. you know, you're doing all these things. Yeah. And it was yeah. never, like I was never money driven, you know, and I wasn't, it was purely because I liked to be busy. You yeah. know, my dad, you know, the hardest working you know, man on this planet. My mum, the same. You know, my uncles, I look at everybody around us. They all work so hard. Um, I mean, it didn't have everything, but we had what we needed. Um, but it was their determination to, to make every moment count. Yeah. And for me, it's, um, I look at it and I say, you know, I'm not a psycho. Like, even now, I could, there are weeks where I work 50 hours a week. And then I'm solo parenting, you know, yeah. in between. But it's because I love what I do yeah. and I have that freedom to do it over the times that I want to now. But it's so important that, you know, we have to be hardworking. Yeah. You know, especially today, you know, things are hard to come by. And, and it's like if we don't work hard, no one's going to do it for us, you know. We're responsible for ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, you know, that's why I say if you're working, if you're in a good place and you're working in a good job, working hard. Yeah. It's not so much working hard, it's working the hours that we work, but it's it's still enjoyable. Yeah. It's not a chore, you know. And, you know, I, I look at my parents and, like I said, you know, my uncles and my aunties and they all did it and we all turned out okay, you know. <laughs> so all I can hope is that, you know, my daughter turns out as okay and hopefully better. Yeah. Um, but she looks up and she, she sees that, you know, mum works hard. Yeah. But in saying that, she's still there yeah. when we need her, you know, so... 
and that's really important. So speaking yeah. about your daughter Nick, so yep. where does that where does she slot in? When was she born? So after I left Hunter overseas, um, I left Hunter overseas because again I was tapped on the shoulder by a supplier who I'd worked with at Playcorp. Um, and his business is in Williamstown. So it was a three minute drive oh, from beautiful. home, whereas yeah. I was driving to Brighton every day. And I finally succumbed to going, okay, I'll come and work for you. And I went across and worked with him. He was also in sporting goods again. So he was um, doing all the above ground pools for um, the retail stores. And while I was there, um, I got married to Mark. And then um, at the time, Mark had a, a young son, um, Jack, who, um, who was about seven at the time, and he came to live with us. So. I stepped, yeah, I stepped down my job so I could look after Jack and be the school mum. So for three years I... Was it had, hard to make that decision to do that? Um, it wasn't hard making the decision because I knew Mark was working and I just knew Jack needed someone. Yeah. He came from a very unstable environment from Sydney. He needed some stability and I adored him. Yeah. And Obviously it was actually family exciting. Orientated, yeah, yeah, it was exciting. Yeah. No, I didn't have my own child. It was exciting. Um, Jack and I had a great relationship so I'd do all the school pickups, you know, the whole thing. And um, and then, you know, Jack went to high school and then Mark and I got married. And then a year later, we had Nick. So, you know, being stepmom was something that I'd never even, I didn't really even know what a stepmom was growing up. You know, it was very yeah, foreign to very us. traditional, yeah. Yeah, um, but it was just a natural progression. And, you know, Mark, it took a lot off Mark's plate so he could concentrate on work and all the rest of it. And I just, I, it just was natural. Yeah. It was, it was just, you know, I can't even explain it. It was just like he'd been around me all my life. Yeah. I was meant to be his stepmom. Um, yeah. And then when I had my daughter, it was completely different. Even though I felt like I'd been a mum, it was yeah. just so different because I hadn't experience. had that baby phase and stuff. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So once Jack came along, that was when I stopped working for other people. That was it. I was helping Mark in, in the family business and his, but I wasn't working, per, you know, per se for others. Yeah. yeah. Did yeah. you miss it? Um, I didn't really. I didn't miss because I kept the friendships. Yeah. So all these people that you know that became really good friends with, they were still with me. You know, we'd catch up, we'd see each other. Um, I'd bounce ideas off them for work because I was working in Mark's business. You know, um, it was they were still there. You still had their support. Yeah, I still had their yeah. support. You know, they were still friends. Some of them came to our wedding. You know, it was just that the friendships were still there. But yeah. um, I didn't because then I went to Mark's work and he had his own staff, so I didn't miss the company as such. Um, it was, I missed it more after I had Nick and I was home on my own, yeah. where I missed the banter and the companionship and and having people around yeah. all day. That's when I missed work. Yeah. I, I never actually missed like work work, but that work culture I missed. The social side yeah. of it all. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah, then like by then Jack wasn't with us, you know, he was in high school and he'd moved. Um, so I was just home with a little bubs. Yeah. Yeah. So you're really craving that sort of social aspect yeah. rather than the work aspect. Yeah, it was a social aspect and also like I just stopped becoming creative and stopped doing things, you know. So um, I decided about six months into having Nick that I wanted to start another business and I started a business called Little Beaver Gifts, yep. which I created. Um, I started sourcing products from local suppliers and I built my own website and it was basically creating gift packs, um, high-end gift packs for um, new mums, young mums and kids' birthdays. 
So, did you um, find it easy, like the, the practical aspects of the business because of the experience that you'd had? I did. I found that um, I kind of knew what to do, yeah. you know, the buying side of it, sourcing from suppliers. I knew basically the ins and outs of minimums, you know, quantities yeah. and all the rest of it, um, the logistics of it. But I still remember, like, Nick wasn't asleep, so she didn't sleep for the first two years. She barely slept. But I would put her in her in her cot and then from 7 till 10 was my working time. And I still to this day remember seeing, you know, I had butcher paper on the floor because I'm, I'm a pen, pens and paper kind of person. Yeah. Um, and I'd have all these ideas. And, um, and when I rolled out the website, I was so proud. It was like, whoa, I actually did it. And the boxes came up amazing. I sourced the most beautiful quality boxes and I, I got ribbon printed and the whole thing. I had, you know, friends who helped me source, you know, supplies to print ribbon and all yeah. the rest of it. Um, and it was awesome, you know, and the first order came in. I was like, oh, my God, an order that's not from family. Yeah, 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 You know, it was pretty cool, you know. But I couldn't sustain that because carrying the stock was just killing me. Yeah. I didn't have, wasn't, we had no income. So I was had all to from carry, home. Yeah, I was all from home. Well, that ends yeah. up moving everything from my parents. My dad built some shelving in his yeah. in his office. And oh, I had all the tubs <laughs> in there and I'd go and pick the stock and the orders and send them off. And, you know, the freight killed me one, but then it was just carrying the stock. So I had to wind that down after a little while. So how long were you doing that, that business I had for? That, I had the, um, I think for about nearly two two years yep. after the website went live. So a number of orders went out. I got a couple of write-ups in some of the kids' magazines, which was awesome. But it was just, I couldn't afford, because I was basically, the order came in, I couldn't wait. You know, there was, yep. I wasn't drop shipping or anything. It was basically yep. everything I had. I pack it all, wrap it, send it. Um, so. I just couldn't do it, so I wound that down. I was like, Were you okay. sad? Was, did you feel like, did I you feel did. like a failure I did because I, I love the idea of the name because it was based on Nick, little Beba, like Beba is baby kind of, and that I, I just, it was massive for me to do that. I'd never done anything like that in my life. It was huge, you know, but I just knew it wasn't going to work because yeah. I couldn't not, I couldn't afford. But you obviously had a supportive family there. I did, yeah. And Mark was supportive. Yeah, and Mark well. was great. Yeah. You know, he was supportive and, you know, in the end, he was just like, you know, Angie, if it's not going to work, just leave it, you yeah. know, just drop it, you know. And then I couldn't even take the website offline for so oh, long. I was like, yeah. I kept paying for the renewal. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you know. And it wasn't until this year I actually oh, just wow. didn't pay for the name, yeah. you know. But um, it was a massive, it was massive. And I think that's where I, I said to myself, you can do this. You don't have to work for somebody else, you know. You've had really good leaders all the way, yeah. you know, and Mark's been supportive all the way. So, um, you know, you can do it. And then one thing led to another, and then I was social media was just a bit of a thing on the side. And then I was like, no, I can do this as a business, yeah. you know. So you did social media. Was it for Mark's business? I was doing it for Mark. It? So basically, yeah. um, I was doing all his, all his accounts um, remotely from home. And then I said to him one day, we should just do Facebook or something for work. And so I started his accounts, um, and he started getting leads through Facebook. And I wasn't doing it well because I didn't know then. You know, I was just sort of newish and. But you had all that experience. Um, I had the experience, yeah. yeah. It was more just, you know, knowing that you just have to give people the information they need, yeah. and, you know, in a snapshot. And from that, a couple of his friends got on that and they're like, can Ange help us? And then I started helping a couple of people just as a volunteer to help their business. And then one day I thought, well, maybe I can do this, you know. And I approached a local business and he goes, oh, Ange, all right. He goes, look, I don't know anything about it, but... Why don't you try it for three weeks, local real estate agent? Yeah, okay. He goes, talk to so-and-so in the business because I've got no idea. Yeah. So I said, for three weeks. And then after three weeks, she goes, oh, look, Ange, we'll do it for three months. You know, I know you're just starting out and stuff. We'll support you. 
I wound them up a couple of months ago after three years. Wow. So that was just because she said once, oh, we'll just do it ongoing. And I said, oh, what do you mean ongoing? She goes, oh, we'll just do it ongoing. And I thought, oh, ongoing, you know. Yeah. But yeah, three years later, they wound yeah. it up. Um, but it just became something that I really loved doing. And then people, like I said, people taught other people. And, um, you know, even to this day, I'll still, I'm still helping, you know, I, I manage accounts, but I also help others as a volunteer, like I do the Hobson's Bay Toy Library. Yeah. As a volunteer, I, I do the the Honoris Creek College as a volunteer. So it's just, you know, as long yeah. as I'm helping someone, it doesn't have to be, you know. You get your enjoyment out yeah, of it. Yeah, that's otherwise. right. Yeah. So for me, that's what drives me. Yeah. It's just watching how it can help other people. Yeah. 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 So how many years now has social media mania been going? So four years now. Four years. Yeah, four yeah. years. And yeah, I think it's very different to what it was, say, two years ago. Yeah. And when I started, you know, four years ago, there wasn't hardly any social media agencies. Yeah. Um, you'd approach people and they'd be, what's this? Or, you know, we don't need Facebook or, you know, it was, whereas now everybody wants to be on Facebook and Instagram, yeah. but in saying that there are hundreds of social media, media agencies as well. Yeah. So um, it's more about, and that's great because there's a lot of work for everyone and, you know, competition is great. But I just look at it and say, well, as long as there's help for those that reach out for it, it's awesome, yeah. you know, that they can do it. And, you know, I still do all the accounts that I've been doing, you know, for as many years. Um, so you've kind of niched with that? Yeah, well, I always sort of focused more on the health and wellness side, yeah. but then opportunities will come up. There are some opportunities that I've said no to, like it's just not my thing, like insurance and leave yeah. me out of it. I don't yeah. understand it. I don't get it. I can't represent you well enough in that space. But, you know, I've been working with an IT company for nearly three years. IT is not my thing either, but I spent a lot of time researching each yeah. week. Um, but there's been, you know, retail, there's been yeah, the Nurses Association, there's there's a lot of different areas, you know, the, um, car air conditioning yeah. or whatever it is. But um, I just find that naturally to me that wellness space, yeah. I resonate more with that. But with all the other businesses, I, I do my research, you know, you would never know if you're looking at the accounts that, yeah. you know, I've got no idea about IT. <laughs> Um, you know, and sometimes I go, well, I'll do that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, um, but generally, if I'm approached, if it's something that doesn't sit right with me, I'll, I'll recommend to someone else, somebody else that yeah. I know, or I'd say, look, these guys do it really well, or why don't you have a look at them, or I'll, I'll make a call in, even in the group, guys, does anybody, you know. Yeah. Because um, I don't feel like if I can't give them 100%, then they can, they're better off with someone else. Yeah. yeah. So do you miss, because now you work on your own, yep. do you miss, because, you know, the social aspect of these teams that you were working with? Um, I do miss it, but I find that because I work, you know, in my own, my own hours, I can shuffle it all up. So I'll do a few hours. I might, you know, drop Nick at school. Then I'll, I might go to the office for a couple of hours. Or if I work from home and then I might have an appointment somewhere in between, you know, that and school pickup. And then I'll do Nick's after school you know activities so I'm finding I'm still getting that social interaction yeah. um, and then we've got the networking group so there's always conversation yeah. um, I try and get out you know and do a lot more um, to more networking events where I can um, and then in the office I share the office with my brother so the times that we're there together are far and few but when yeah. we are there um, it's great to have conversation I mean, with Rachel downstairs as well yeah so you, you know. have banter and yeah things. Yeah. yeah but yeah. um it's sort of, I guess I don't go to the office as much because I liked that flexibility of, you know, getting up, walking out, some, you know, doing, going to an appointment and having conversation. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And so how old's Nick now? So Nick's eight. Nick's eight now. Nick's yeah. eight and, um, you know, I'm still doing every drop-off 
every pickup, you know, where I can, I'll, I'll take it at karate or Greek school, whatever it is. So for me, that is my priority. Yep. You know, being mum is my priority. Um, my second priority is making sure that I'm in a good space so then I can be that person. Yep. And then work, you yep. know, and when I look at it on an average week, if I can get 50 hours of work done around all that, then I feel like yeah. I've had a good week. Yeah. You know? I mean, and in some weeks, it, you know, generally it's about 40, yeah, about just over 40 hours a week where I have to physically sit down and work. And the other hours are basically, you know, if I'm doing engagement on my phone yeah. you know, while I'm waiting for Nick at gymnastics or whatever yeah. it is. Fitting um, in where you can. Yeah. And then yeah. I also do, you know, each week there'll be coaching sessions or, or masterclasses that, but they're just sort of the one-offs that come across. But um, I just go providing Nick's good and she's happy and providing that I'm in a good headspace, you know, I've gone for a run, I've gone for a walk, I've done whatever, you know, then all the other stuff's going to yeah. happen. Is there anything that if you could go back, you'd change? Um, the only thing I can say is I wish this, I was 20 years younger or 20 yeah. years earlier yeah. um, because... I look at it now, you know, I'm, I'm, I hit 50 last year and I think, wow, if I was 30 and I was where I am now yeah. in terms of confident about being able to, to grow a business and, you know, sometimes I stop myself and say, right, and you don't need to do any more because, you know, God, you'll be 55 in a few years and whatever, yeah. you know, let the young guns go and do it all, you know, and it stops me from even um, wanting to grow my business yeah. and it stops me from... Wanting you're putting to, a time limit on everything. I am. I put a time yeah. limit on it. And people say to me, you're crazy. Like, you're still young. Yeah. But for me, it's like, oh, whatever. In five years' time, you know. God, I'll be on the pension before I know it kind of thing, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Whereas I say if I was 20 years younger, and I say this every day, I, I would take my business into a totally different direction. Yeah. And Mark's always said to me, I can't believe like, you constantly say no to people, you know. Like, you push, you know. And I just say, you know why? Because I'm so comfortable. Like, I love what I do. And I get offers weekly you know people that want me to want my help and um but i've just got to that point where i go I've, i can't possibly do any more by myself yeah. unless i start employing people so that's heaps for now yeah because i'm still you know solo parenting and doing all yeah. the other stuff so um but yeah that would be the only thing yeah. you know but then i look at that girl gosh all this wouldn't have happened and i wouldn't have my gorgeous girl but yeah if i was just 20 a chunk of even younger. 10 years you know yeah um but yeah, I just go, well, that's that's just life. You know, yeah. I'm lucky that I'm here and I can, Isn't I've got it. Isn't that funny, though, because, you know, you say you're comfortable now. That's not a bad thing. No, it's not. Well, no. You know, we always, we strive for this and we strive for that. But sometimes just being comfortable where you are. Yeah. And it's taken so long because, like I said, when I was younger, until that, when I hit 27, 28, I didn't, I wasn't me. I didn't have me, you know. Yeah. I didn't have that confidence I'm not a super confident person now either you know but I just find that I just know now you know if I keep these few things in place you know my health you know my outlook on life you know every night I write in my gratitude you know I'll write one or two sentences about you know just what I got out of the day yeah. and it does sound tacky or whatever but I just go I never had that before and I look at that and I go every day we're grateful for something yeah. every day doesn't matter how crap the day was, yeah. there is something there that you can find out of the day, you know. Yeah. Um, and I just think these things survive me, you know. Yeah. And I've got, you know, fantastic siblings and, and parents and a great family and, you know, my friends are amazing and they're all supportive. Um, and I think we're so lucky. Yeah. We're so lucky, you know. 
um, other people would kill for, for, for that. Have, you know, yeah. we, I don't strive for, you know, big dollars and I don't strive for a big name. And, you know, I, I, I'd rather go under the radar yeah. than shout out and brag. And, you know, it's not my thing. Yeah. But I can say that, you know... You're doing what you love yeah, every day. Yeah. yeah, and you know, it's every day little things come up and yeah. you just go, well, it could have been worse. Yeah, you know, so. I find it really interesting because um, I think with the whole entrepreneurial space, yep. you know, you've got to hustle and you've got to do this and you've got to do that. Yeah. But what I'm finding, especially with the women that are attracted to Heal Shine, is we're building the businesses on our own terms exactly not yeah. someone else's no. this is what an entrepreneur does like that this is irrelevant to us because we're doing what feels right for us and what works yeah. with our lives and our family and our yeah. responsibilities which is exactly what you're and an that's what you of. need to if you don't if you don't have that like you know i see it all the time you know i follow so many accounts on Insta. you know i need to for you know for my clients and whatever it is and I, I, some things i just cringe and i just go that is so fake that that message that you're sending out it's just going to crush someone, you know. It doesn't have to be like that. People do what they do because they want to do it. And if it's enough, it's enough. Yeah. You know, if they feel like they belong in that space, if they feel like they're getting what they're getting out of work, that's enough. Yeah. You know, they don't have to go to the next level. You don't have to build your business to the next thing. Yeah. You know, yeah, I've had opportunities, you know, in the last couple of years where people have asked me to go across and work with them and it's not my thing. Yeah. You know, I that'd be great. And I look at it and I go, that's probably great in the monetary sense, yep. but I wouldn't get more out of it than what I would get doing my own thing, yep. you know, and, and that's, it just comes down to, it's my terms. Yep. I know I've got to get, you know, 50 hours of work a week done, I'll get it done on my terms, whether it means, you know, I'm doing it while, you know, next at karate or whatever, or rather than just sitting in the car, just doing nothing or, you know, I'll do it and it's, it's my turn. And if I don't get that 10 hours done extra, then I've got to make time or yep. I'll do it next week, whatever it is, but no one's calling the shots, no yep. one's saying it has to be a certain way you know if we're making do and you know we're paying our bills and and we're happy yeah you know and you know this entrepreneur word i think a lot of people are starting to feel like they need it's a box that they need to fit into yeah yeah and it's i felt not, like that before yeah, yeah. it's not it's yeah. not a box it's it's just a stupid word yeah you know the box is what you build yeah you know if that's the box you want to live in and you want to do well in Go for it. Go yeah. for it. But otherwise, like, yeah. l lose the box that's yeah. got that big word on it. Yeah. You know, that's just a nothing word. It's just a today it's word. It's the smoke you know. and mirrors of, yeah. um, of business. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, you don't have to go and tell everyone that, you know, every day you did this and you did that. If that's not you, like, you yeah. won't see me on a video, a Facebook live or anything. I just won't put my face yeah. there. I just. This is won't a huge thing. For it's huge. Face. It is. But I just, it's not my, today I did this. And, you know, like, every now and then I'll let people know that, you know, someone's coming today and we've worked yeah. on this and that you know which is a great win for them but it's not about me it's not yeah. about what I've achieved every day I just know I know yeah. at the end of the day when I go to bed I've achieved what I wanted to achieve yeah. and that's it yeah and my girl you've made you happy yeah. you've made your family happy yeah. and, and she's you. happy and she's gone to bed and she's had a good day and yeah. that's it yeah you know and that's why I work for myself yeah you know and I've been lucky enough to have that even when I worked under others um but do you think but, you were the person that created some of that happiness around you in your workplace well i look at it now and i think i i feel like especially in the last couple of jobs there like at, at play corporate hunters i was like the middle of yeah, all the glue that, that held it yeah, yeah yeah and it was kind of like where's Ange? where's Ange? Ange? you know it's like yeah. constant you know all day Ange, 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 Ange. but i kept it together because there were all these different you know 
people, whether it was our sales managers or whatever it was, you know, designers or whatever, everyone came together yeah. and we just all, I think, I don't know, we just jerried, you know, and for me, I was that, you know, the one that was bringing them together and them together yeah. all, you know, let's do this or let's do that social thing or whatever and yeah. yeah. And I just think now, I do that for my own little family, yeah. you know, and in that is work. Yeah. But you know what, if there are other things that come up, as long as I haven't let my clients down, because, you know, there are clients each week that need to get done like that, yeah. I'll do their work and I'll do everything I can. But if I've got spare time, I probably should be, you know, at, a, at an at event or listening to a podcast or whatever, but yeah. I don't. I'll go, I'm going to go for a walk and get myself in a good space. Um, I might go and cook something or whatever it is, yeah. you know, or reach out and see someone I haven't seen for ages. That's more important to me right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. I love that, Angie. Yeah, thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you for sharing your story with well, us. thank you for listening. I really appreciate... <laughs> no, anytime. Um, I really appreciate you being so open and honest with all of us as well. Thank you. Awesome. It's been awesome. Thank you. Thanks, and thank you. Oh, thank you. Mm. It's always awesome. so good to hear the stories where you kind of find yourself and you really own it. Yeah. And I think your story is one of that yeah. and yeah and I you know it's taken me 50 years to own it but yeah. you know um as an almost granny I can say yeah, yeah <laughs> I do I know but you know just go yeah I'm you know I'm one of the older I'm at the older side and I just say you know what maybe it's taken me that long yeah. for a reason and but you know what as well good. like I'm 41 now <laughs> as soon as you hit 40 you can't I'm not taking anyone else's shit anymore. No, you no. kind of get to a point yeah. where you're like I'll just do it my way and yeah. don't worry about anyone yeah. else and see how it all works out yeah it all just works out you know, yeah. whatever's not supposed to be on your plate isn't. Yeah. And if it is, then you just get rid of it and, yeah. you know, do the things that make you happy. Life's so short. Like, yeah. it's, it's the biggest cliche ever, but it is so short. Make it can most change of every day. in a minute, you know. And, yeah. gosh, if we don't embrace it and and make a goal of it, like, I don't know. I just, it's I just watch precious. people, they're just yeah. thinking about senseless things or it's like, really? You yeah. know? Not worth it. Look what you've got. Yeah. And I just look at Nick and I just say, if everything else was stripped of me, I'd still be happy, Yeah, you know? You've got her. Yeah. And she's got you. Yeah. So. Yeah. Thanks, Anne. Thank you. Thank you so much to everyone for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did, but we'll see you next time on the She Will Shine podcast. Bye. Thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode of the She Will Shine podcast, we invite you to check out shewillshine.com.au. She Will Shine is the essential support network you need to grow a thriving, meaningful business. We can help you grow your network, connect and develop genuine relationships, be supported and support others in building and growing a successful business on your terms. Say goodbye to working alone and become a member at shewillshine.com.au.